0: We are back in Pine Grove Studio B. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr, here on the BWI Daily Edition. With me today, Dave Ecker to talk about a wide range of things. He is one of our intrepid reporters at Blue White Illustrated. He covers hockey, he covers basketball, he covers football. Uh, do you cover High Lie as well, Dave? And by the way, <laughs> happy New Year's Eve.
1: Happy New Year's Eve to you as well, too, Frank. I I I guess I'm just the the utility infielder, right? You need the uh You need a guy to give the the regulars a day off. I come on in and I, you know, I'll I'll get you a single, maybe a double.
0: Oh, please. uh, You're, you're a 500 hitter (laughs) at worst. So appreciate you uh, taking some time today to come on the BWI daily edition. This is our new year's Eve edition, but uh, you know, there is a football game tomorrow. So it's not like there's any let up in our coverage of Penn state football. And if you want to check out what we have over at, uh, Blue White Illustrated, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com to see Dave's thoughts on what's going to happen coming up tomorrow in the Outback Bowl between Penn State and Arkansas. Uh, And of course, we'll be getting into a couple other topics later in the show, but I do want to start there um, with the Outback Bowl. What have you seen and heard this week from either James Franklin or the other players that uh, we've had a chance to hear from? And what are your thoughts going into the game against Arkansas?
1: Yeah, so... The, and I think rightfully so, the the major storyline this week has been Penn State dealing with the opt-outs, right? Because um, there's a lot of them. <laughs> so that's really what we're hearing a lot about. Um, and, and, you know, related topics, right? Like which wide receivers are going to step up for Jahan Dotson, all of that stuff. So, yeah, it, that that's really the dominant, I would say, storyline. And then, you know, you, you got to talk about, everything that's going on in the world because i think there's been five bowl games that have that have been canceled because of covid that's something that they've got to be careful about down there so yeah there's there's a lot going on um but but i would say the 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 opt outs really are the the major topic because if for penn state it's just been so many guys that they're going to have to to be without
0: uh, the offense also without Rashid Walker, as he yep. was officially declared out by James Franklin and an uncharacteristic move for Franklin to not only talk about that, but Olaf Fashanu as his replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you and I haven't seen Fashanu in any capacity whatsoever, but what are you expecting out of that situation? And just give us a, a recap of what you've heard of Penn State's new left tackle going into the Outback Bowl.
1: Yeah, so it, it sounds like reading between the lines a little bit um, that, that Fashani was actually ahead of Landon Tangwall when it was, you know, behind uh, Rashid Walker there and, and didn't get the opportunity to play against, I think it was Rutgers when everybody was sick um, because he was injured. So, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's a guy that the recruiting services are really high on the on three consensus had him as a four-star prospect. So, you know i mean really that's that's about all that you all that you really know about him at this point is you know he's 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 a young talented guy who hasn't really had the opportunity to to get out there yet but certainly he's he's someone that is going to be a part of penn state's future right so if you if you're a penn state fan you know even even if maybe the, the the game isn't going the way you want want it to be he's a guy that you can look at and say okay how is he performing right now because this is a guy that Penn state is going to rely on, even if it's not next year, certainly the year after and, and, and he's going to matter. So, yeah. Uh,
0: And, and what you just touched on there is I think pretty important in considering the fact that Rasheed Walker uh, has been seen on crutches this week so uh, a guy that we all thought this would be his last season at Penn State but if he's not healthy enough and he hasn't had a chance to do combine yeah. testing and be at full 100% capacity going into the off season, there's not enough good tape out there to get him drafted where I think his potential is or where he would like to be so now the door open for Walker to return for one more season at Penn State so uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason with that decision in mind and uh, what we've heard as you mentioned about Fashanu who whether it's Caden Wallace or if it's James Franklin or some of the other players on offense we've talked to or some on defense always talk about how athletic Fashanu is that's the part I want to see is okay not that I don't believe that they that they're telling me what they think is true but like what is the level of athleticism of Fashanu and uh what does that do with Landon Tangwall and some of the other players because you're right Everything we heard this this, this season was Lannan Tangwall at every other position except left tackle, but they were put in a bind at the end of the season. On the defensive side of the ball, you mentioned the opt-outs. Five, I believe, defensive players have opted out of the bowl game, including the latest one, Derek Tangelo, the defensive tackle. Penn State now without either of their starting defensive tackles from the beginning of the season. Arkansas likes to run the football. What are you expecting of that matchup, given what we saw from the young guys at that position down the stretch?
1: Yeah, if if you just look at their front seven, right? It, it, let's let's just, I guess, make a couple of assumptions here and say that their first choice front seven in June or, or whatever would have been Ebekei, Tangelo, PJ Mustafer, and then Adisa Isaac, right? All four of those guys aren't available. It's not great. Um, and then, you know, you look at the linebackers and it's Curtis Jacobs and that's it. Yep. So, clearly that is a major concern. One um, and, of and
0: their starting front seven. One. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um uh, that does not seem like it's going to go well, to be honest. Uh we'll see. Um and you know, I that's kind of what I said in in my prediction is look, this is a team that an Arkansas team that beat some very good programs by running the football. Um, and, and, you know, they have a very physical quarterback who is, he's, he's a running quarterback, but not really in the prototype that you're used to. He's going to run you over instead of go around you. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's tough to see that working out well, to be totally honest with you. And, and certainly there are some depth guys that, um, have stepped up and, and, and shown to be capable of playing at this level for Penn State, but there's a reason that they entered this season as depth guys. So yeah. it's 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 going to be tough. Um, they're going to need some guys to really step up, and and I would be surprised if they handle that aspect of the game well. And and I'm willing to be surprised. You know, I've been right. wrong many times, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll see how that turns out.
0: Yeah. With, with Arkansas returning in the bowl game, all but one of their offensive starters, including their offensive line. And if you want to check out my scouting report of the Arkansas offense, we did that on Monday here on the blue, white illustrated YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. This is a perfect time, Dave, to just blatantly, uh, hawk my wares. So give me one second, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're in the festive mood with the new year, uh, ringing in tonight, if you're watching this on Friday, give this video a like because you're hanging out, not paying attention at work. <laughs> why, why, why not? Why not? Uh, also blue, If you want to see what Dave has to offer, you want to see what Penn state is doing, not just in the bowl game, but in other sports as well as we transition out of football into some of the Olympic sports and winter sports, $1 you sign up for $1, you get 12 months of access. And at this point it goes January to January. That is a great decision. You get 12 months of access for just $1 and the amount of content and the amount of coverage we put out, no one matches it from what Dave does to what Greg does to Ryan in recruiting to Nate with his his inside information, his perspective on the program and the university and athletics as a, as a broad view to my X's and O's, no one has you covered from side to side of football, basketball, hockey, wrestling, all of it. Sign up for just one dollar. So, uh, Dave, with that in mind, any last thoughts on the game coming up tomorrow before we transition to some of the other topics I wanted to get to today?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I it, as, as much as, you know, I and we just kind of portrayed the depth situation as a negative because of the opt outs at the same time, it's a great chance to to look at, at what's coming up and get, get yourself appraised of some of the guys who are going to be key key guys for Penn State next season and the year after. So that to me is something that I am looking forward to. Um, you know, it might it might not bode super well for Penn State in this particular game, um, but ju- just getting a sight of those guys because we haven't gotten to see extended play, extended periods of play for a guy like Jamari Button, for example, who we, yep. we expect to play. Um, So so that's really what I'm looking forward to.
0: Even guys like Kalen King, we have seen more of, but we haven't seen a healthy dose of in a single game. I think uh, the the lasting impression we'll have of of him in 2021 was the Michigan game where he gave up the late touchdown, and I don't think that's indicative of who he is as a football player. So seeing him in some big situations in this game would be very interesting. Uh, I think that's a great point. And by the way, if you want to check out the post game show and the recap stuff that we're going to be doing next week we'll be doing bwi live on monday we'll also have all kinds of content from my scouting report to dave's thoughts on the games grades all that stuff after the outback bowl so uh it's not going well from actually just playing games for the rest of penn state sports can you give us an update on penn state hockey we'll start there as far as what's going on with the covid situation and uh the team's plans for the new year
1: sure so for those who don't follow ice hockey Typically, there's a break in December um, for for everybody. Penn State had a two-week break. Um, They were supposed to come out of it this weekend for a series with Maine, which actually would have been a pretty interesting series, I would say. Um, Maine is a program that has historically been pretty good. They're not not that good this season. But Maine had some COVID problems, so that series got nixed. Now, instead, uh, Penn State is going to play Army, Uh, for one game, they are going to armies, So it's an away game instead of a home game. Um, so yeah, they're mixing and matching there, but yeah, clearly. And if you look at college basketball is the same way, college hockey, the rest of it, I mean, the the scheduling is going to become a challenge and is a challenge already clearly. Uh, so
0: what it's what not, has that been like as far as the scrambling and what you've heard from people as far as how it how how quickly they've had to put together a series with army or with whoever uh when it comes to winter sports
1: yeah i mean you know, clearly i i mean penn state hockey i think probably just wanted to get a game right because yeah. they're, they're they're getting back into big 10 play next week um they haven't played in 2 weeks i mean at some point they just need to get their 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 legs under them so acting quickly to get that army game is, is, is important. Um, and, and, although, I mean, it's, it, it is a little bit of a trap game. I think army's decent. Um, they got to go to army. So I don't know if they're, they're thrilled with that aspect of it, but at, at this point you can't be picky. You know, you just, you, you, need games. Um, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, Penn state basketball, right. They yeah. haven't played, they haven't played in, in almost three weeks now. Yeah. What's
0: the situation there as far as uh, the COVID situation on the team and then what they've been dealing with outside of that as we see a surge in cases across the country, not just in sports?
1: Right. So they they had an outbreak um, coming out of their Michigan State game. They had several, or I don't know if it's several, they had some positive tests um, that forced the cancellation of a road game at VCU and a home game with Quinnipiac just after Christmas. Um, you know, a, a, after the Quinnipiac game, they were, they were slated to play Delaware state. Um, and, and, you know, they're all, they're all out of the COVID product protocol. They're, they're doing return to competition, uh, testing with their, with their team doctors. Um, but, uh, Delaware state had a COVID problem. So that game got canceled too. So now they've got a big gap, um, in competition and they've got to play Indiana on Sunday So that's tough. (laughs) Uh, How how hard
0: is that? Uh, You mentioned with hockey, uh, there are planned breaks for certain teams, but how hard is that for a basketball team to not play for three weeks and then go cold into a, into a big 10 game, start your big 10 season
1: for this particular basketball team? I think it's a very big deal because it's one thing, right? If, if you're, Jim Beheim at Syracuse, and you've got a team full of veterans who have all played your system and know what you want from them, um, and, 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 you know, you have to pause for two weeks. That That's not what this is. You know, these guys are still learning what Micah Shrewsbury wants. They're still trying to learn each other because there's, you know, I mean, most of these guys haven't played with each other before this year. Um, Penn State is kind of a mix and match of some guys left over from, uh, Pat Chambers and, and Jim Ferry's tenures and, and some, some transfers that Micah Shrewsbury brought in before the year. So uh, to, to not play and maybe more importantly, to not practice um, up until the very end of this period here. I think that's a big, big deal because it, it, you, not only do you lose your sharpness, um, you lose whatever semblance of a rhythm that you had um, But before the problem. But you also lose, you know, two weeks or whatever it is of time to 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 develop and time to to generate this chemistry that if Penn State is going to have a productive second half of the season it is, is going to be necessary. So, yeah, it's it's for for them. I think it's a problem. I think it's a big problem. Um, it's unfortunate
0: when they have been on the court. Tell me about uh, what you've seen from a guy like Greg Lee, who I know is new into the equation for the basketball team.
1: Yeah, so Greg, um, he's a graduate transfer from Western Michigan. Um, he, he had not played up until their very last game before this COVID break due to a, uh, an injury he had to his leg. Um, but he's, he's, he's a really exciting player. Um, he's somebody that was going to be very important for Penn State before his injury um, and, and is a, probably a starter. He's, he's tall. He's about six foot nine. He can shoot from outside. Um, he was going to be a big, big piece for them. So I'm really excited to see what he can do again. Micah Shrewsbury kind of alluded to the fact that, Hey, I haven't had the chance to, to get him more minutes. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know how, how fit he's going to be to play against Indiana. And it, it might be a gradual buildup type right. of thing for him, but he's someone that if, 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 he could be a guy that wins Penn state some games here. Um, he's, he's, he's a guy that again, he, 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 he can, he can rebound, he can defend, he can, he can shoot. So uh, with, with his, with his size, he's going to be really important for Penn state.
0: And then finally, when it comes to the recruiting, tell us a little bit about what Penn state's been doing off the court and what might be coming up in the near future for them. Cause I know that that's, Really, the game here is get that part going and make uh, make the future brighter for this basketball organization.
1: Yeah. If, if if you asked me, you know, is it more important that they play well or more important that they recruit well this year? It's it's recruit. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, this, this is not going to be a season that that's, you know, going to going to allow Penn State to achieve its goals. But, you know, I mean, they had a very good 2022 class. Their 2022 class has five. High major basketball prospects in it and one blue chip in Jamil Brown, which by Penn State standards is a great class. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, so but but they got their 2023 class started um, in, in late November. They got a commitment from Braden Shrewsbury, who is Michael Shrewsbury's son. Um, you know, your your nepotism alarms might be going off there if you're listening to this. A little but, bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's
1: he's. He's. They did not just take him because he's Micah Shrewsbury's son. He's a. He's a very good player. He's a scoring guard. Um, you know he's he 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 comes from, you know the the Indiana basketball pyramid, which again Indiana and basketball. That's it's like, Florida and football. So, yep. uh, he's he's a guy who is 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 going to play. He's not going to ride the bench. Um, Penn State actually their their staff. Had other staffs telling them, "Hey, if you don't take this kid, you're crazy." Um, so he's he's a, he's a big piece. Um, looking ahead at some of the other names here, um, you know, somebody that I'm watching closely is Logan Imes. Um, he's another Indiana guy. He actually played um, he played on the uh, AAU circuit with Braden Shrewsbury last summer with uh, Indiana Heat. Um, he's a he's a true point guard. Um he is the leading scorer on the best team in Indiana right now. Um, or at least the best team in the Indianapolis area. That's uh, Zionsville. they last I checked, they were unbeaten. He's averaging about twenty points a game. Um he's been up to Penn State. He's 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 very interested. Um I talked to him last week. If you want to f- again subscribe, you could read the interview. Um he's uh he's a guy that that you know he has a really good relationship with the Shrewsbury family. Um, he's been impressed by Adam Fisher, one of Penn state's, uh, one of Penn state's assistant coaches. So he's someone I'm watching really closely. Uh, you won't find him on the recruiting rankings, but Penn state thinks that's a good thing. Um, because he's going a little bit under the radar. And again, you know, I know people don't like to hear this, but if you're Penn state without some sort of connection, like probably not getting the guys that aren't going under the radar. You know, right. if he's got a, if he's got a Duke offer, he's not come to Penn state. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So, uh, and
0: even some of the ones you do have a connection with, you're probably going to miss some yeah. of those as well.
1: Yeah. We learned that with Derek Lively. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a guy that I think is exciting. Um, you know, I do get kind of get the vibe that he's waiting to see whether Indiana or Purdue might get involved. They both took point guards in this class already, um, mm-hmm. which I think helps Penn State. Um, but, yeah, he's he's, he's, a, he's an exciting player. He's got offers from Butler, Creighton, uh, Virginia Tech. Again, all better basketball programs in Penn State. But, clearly, he's interested. Um, then you look elsewhere. Um, another guy to, to keep an eye on is Deshaun Harris-Smith um he's a virginia point guard or shooting guard excuse me um he's somebody that is going to be in in your rankings he's i think he's a four-star prospect in on three um penn state is involved there jonathan lamothe from st francis in baltimore another four-star guy he's the number i think 52nd uh overall recruit according to on three penn state's going to be a player there Justin Edwards is a five-star small forward um, who was on campus this this fall. Um, I think for the Ball State game, if I remember correctly, he's from Emotep um, in Philly. Uh, Penn State's going to be a player there to the end, although um, Kentucky is making a really a really big push for him. So again, another one of those situations like, you know, it, it's probably Kentucky, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Unless
0: something terrible and- happens for him, it's
1: Kentucky. Yeah. So, and then you know they they uh they offered Kerry Booth um recently, and they're going to recruit him hard. Adam Fisher was out to see him. Um, he is Calvin Booth's son, so that's a you know a a very a very prominent former Penn State basketball player. So they have a connection there with him. I think Calvin is he still the GM of the Nuggets? I he believe
0: might. so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know that's kind of. Where they're at, there's several other names, you know, uh, uh, you know, Devin Royal, Jaden Ross, um, that we can get into, but yeah, Logan Imes, I think is, is somebody to watch really closely for now. And then again, they're, they're very closely involved with a bunch of other guys too.
0: Dave Eckert here on the BWI daily edition. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. T Frank. That'll do it today for BWI and uh, at this point, that'll do it for the year. So thank you so much to everyone who's watched, subscribed, liked videos and come back for more. We appreciate that more than you know, and we are going to double down and give you better content in 2022. So if you haven't yet hit the subscribe button, we'll be back wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube to bring you more in the new year, including tomorrow. First day of the new year, we have a live show after the uh, Penn State Bas or, excuse me, Penn State football game against Arkansas. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Talk to you later.